Hello, this is Dr. Shiva. Welcome to our podcast, Get Educated or Be Enslaved. Episode 959, air date May 28th, 2021. Good morning, everyone. It's Dr. Shiva Ayadure. Hope everyone's doing well. I wanted to uh, continue the discussion we've been having uh, that's emerging from our historic lawsuit on about how government launders censorship through big tech. As many of you know, we have a historic lawsuit in the United States, which has um, now evolved in a very profound way um, that began with my uh, election run in September, where I exposed that the government was deleting ballot images. uh, And that led to a series of events where I was thrown off Twitter, then by court order put back on Twitter, and then uh, by the government. The government essentially was told not to uh, uh, communicate with Twitter any further. And so that stopped them for a brief moment. And on February 1st, I was put back on. I, I mean, on November 4th, I was put back on until February 1st. The reason I'm sharing this timeline is that uh, our historic case in federal court right now is a case about government silencing political speech when uh, that speech was critical of the government. Let me repeat that again. Our historic case, and it's not only a case that's relevant to the United States, as I'm gonna talk about India, it's a case that's relevant now globally because it's about the elites in government, and it could be in different political parties, who want to push their narrative. So they've created an infrastructure that came out in our playbooks. And if you wanna go look at some of the previous videos, that we have found evidence that the government has created an infrastructure to silence speech silently and launder censorship through big tech. So government therefore can say, we didn't silence that person, they did, okay? It's a very uh, insidious way of doing this. And in my case, I was running as a political candidate and the criticism I, Uh, put forward against the government of Massachusetts was that they were violating federal law by deleting ballot images. It could be you talking about some other issue. It could be on any matter, but we have a right to critique our government. That's one of the most profound importance of the First Amendment, which says that anyone, particularly if it's of public interest, that you can bring up some issue. You can say, hey, you know, I think um, the government shouldn't be doing this over here, polluting something, or the government Um, is putting bad stuff in water, or in this case, a government is deleting ballot images. Everyone has a right to do that. That's the foundations of the First Amendment. But what happened in my situation was that the government contacted Twitter and had them throw me off on September, starting on September 24th. And then uh, in uh, the United States, when I took that to court, October uh, 30th of 2020, the judge ordered the government to stop doing that, stop contacting Twitter. And then I was put back on November 4th of 2020, between November 4th and February 1st, I continued tweeting. But again, on February 1st, in a video when I shared, again, courtroom proof evidence of four emails showing that the government had deleted ballot images, I was thrown off within 17 minutes. That resulted in our more, most recent hearing where Twitter was brought into the courtroom where the government of Massachusetts and the National Association of State Election Directors, and we showed we submitted evidence showing that the government has created an infrastructure, a technology infrastructure, a machine 
like infrastructure where where they can tag you as a influence operator, which means you are spreading quote unquote misinformation, disinformation as they believe. And then they can report you to Twitter through a special portal, the partner support portal for trusted partners of Twitter. So government has a trusted partnership with Twitter to silence citizens who go against the narrative that they wanna push forward, all right? So that's what's going on uh, in our lawsuit. And we've exposed it in the lawsuit is, um, has gotten many victories. M more recently, the judge wants to um, go into discovery and depositions because he thinks the merits of our case are so intimately tied to the defendants aims to wanna to dismiss it. So he wants to do some type of limited discovery and depositions, which is great because we're gonna get more about how government and big tech work together. Now, why this is important is because in the last month or so, in fact, um, recently, uh, a similar set of events have, have unfolded in India. And I want everyone to listen to this very carefully because what you see un unfolding in India reflects the heart of our lawsuit in the United States. So whether you're in Boston or Bombay, as I put in the thing, elites from US and India, the elites, want to use Twitter as a vehicle to suppress any alternative narrative. So in India, what happened was um, a gentleman by the name of Sambit Pathra, who uh, I've actually done a video with him many years ago where he, he's actually, uh, I think one of the health ministers or a medical officer uh, associated with the current government. And so he had put out a tweet where he had found, so he's with a party in India called BJP. BJP is one the ruling party in India. So imagine like the Democrats are ruling or the Republicans are ruling party. So they're, they're the, uh, some people call them the right wing, quote unquote, right wing conservative party. But BJP, Sambit Patra, uh, is a member of that party. And he had found what he calls a toolkit, which is a set of documents put out created by the opposition party, the Congress party in India. And that toolkit basically was uh, proliferated by the Congress party, Sambit Patra uh, 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 said uh, that uh, to, relative to the quote unquote, the pandemic in, in India, to tell supporters of the Congress party that when you tweet something, make sure that you're always tweeting stuff praising Congress party officials and tagging them how great they're doing in terms of fighting for the, um, you know, oxygen and services, but always tag them to make them look good and to expose and basically attack the BJP party and, and a whole bunch of things around this. But basically he put this toolkit out. Okay. Well, it started going viral. The opposition party called the Congress party. And there's something we need to understand the Congress party in India has become the party of the elites. They like bootlicking up to the British. And the Congress party, the first prime minister of that was a guy called Nehru, N-E-H-R-U. And Nehru was the first prime minister of, of India installed by the British. See, India in the 1900s never had a good revolution, which Indians did want. They wanted to have a good revolution like America did. Gandhi was brought in essentially to transfer power from white men with crowns to brown men with white hats. 
And as a part of that, the first prime minister of India was Nehru of the Congress party. Well, Nehru literally was sleeping, literally was sleeping, having an affair with the former viceroy, the, uh, the emperor of India, Mountbatten's wife. Okay, that's how close they were. So Nehru is a complete scumbag. And, but, you know, they've tried to make him look like he was some great scholar, etc. The point is this, that Nehru's entire family has been running India. His daughter then became the prime minister. His grandson became the prime minister. His um, grandson's wife uh, became the head of the Congress party. And then they were trying to get his son, Rahul Gandhi, into it. Okay, so the entire Congress party, direct connection to the British royalty, meaning their support of them, and they never liked the First Amendment. So the Congress Party, uh, according to Sambit Patra, put out this um, this toolkit. So when this when Sambit Patra exposed this toolkit, guess what the Congress Party did? They called the police in Delhi, and um, and uh, well, first of all, they they had uh, they contacted the police in Delhi and said, you know, you should got you got to go to Twitter's office. Uh, Twitter is allowing this stuff to go on. Twitter started then flagging Sambit Patra's tweets, you know, that it was misinformation, disinformation, et cetera. I forget the exact label that they started putting on there. So now the party which supports Britain support, is against this uh, First Amendment. And by the way, you have to understand the Congress Party had just recently over the last, you know, five, six years, they've lost power to Narendra Modi's party. And you have to understand, Narendra Modi came bottoms up. Uh, he was not part of the Nehru Congress Party infrastructure. So the Congress Party has not liked that. In fact, he won in a landslide victory. All right. So the BJP party was really part of a populist movement uh, going counter to the Congress Party in India. I hope everyone's understanding the dynamics. OK, so the current party in power in India was truly a bottoms up movement all across. I mean, they want a landslide. They didn't even need to build a coalition in the previous election. It's quite powerful. So Modi represents that party, the Congress party represented by Rahul Gandhi, who's a cokehead, okay, literally, uh, former related, you know, he's a great grandson of Nehru. So that party has been wanting to come back into power. And they're in many ways, the liberal elites of India. I think they're the ones who are going to save all the poor people. Sound similar? Sound familiar in the United States? So they um, essentially got Twitter to put these labels on Sambit Patra's tweets. And they also wanted the Delhi police to come uh, and, uh, you know, um, uh, 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 contact Twitter. Uh, and so the police show up at Twitter's offices. There's no one there. Luckily, citizens journalists were showed up there. And the mainstream media was putting out, uh, frankly, fabricated news that the BJP had contacted the police when, in fact, it was a Congress party. Then the Congress party pulled away their police complaint. And the reality that's occurred right now and that's emerging in India is the government said, hey, we stand for free speech. And Twitter essentially was trying to interfere in that. Well, who did Twitter interfere on on behalf of the ruling or, or, or the political forces, which did not like the critique that Sambit Patra put out. But what you see here is one political force was telling Twitter what to do. And in the United States, 
That's what we discovered in our lawsuit. And we exposed that, that the political force of the elites did not like me cr criticizing them. So Sambit Patra was criticizing the elite political forces in India that they were essentially using the pandemic in India for their own political benefits. And here in the United States, I was exposing the fact that the government of Massachusetts was violating federal law. But in both cases, whether it was Boston or Bombay, India or US or Delhi more specifically, is what you find here is political forces, political forces have a backroom channel, a trusted partnership more than likely if people did investigation probably come out in India into Twitter and they can tell Twitter what to do. And that's what's fundamentally going on. So all of you, if you're from India and you're listening to this, or wherever you are, our lawsuit is the tip of the spear of the movement of the century, which is that government, government launders censorship through Twitter. Government launders censorship through Twitter to silence political speech silently. So therefore, if you critique your government or an opposition party, which has close connections with Twitter, you'll be tagged and bagged and shut down. And in fact, what we expose in our playbooks that I shared in many of the videos is we have discovered the technology infrastructure that was literally created by, in Massachusetts by state officials, by Twitter legal, and by you know a national organization and architected at the Belfer Institute at Harvard, it is actually a technology infrastructure that allows government officials to have a direct pipeline, a trusted Twitter partnership to Twitter to silence speech. And in my view, what I see unfolding in India, that same infrastructure is more than likely used. In this case against an opposition party by a party which probably has the same political views as Twitter. And that's why our lawsuit in Massachusetts, you know, which we have, let me just take everyone to the website here, which everyone can read about. I encourage everyone to go here. Please go to winbackfreedom.com because we are, um, and I'll give you an update on that on the lawsuit, but this is a website. If you type it in, it redirects here, but you can see it says winbackfreedom.com. And we need everyone, whether you're in India, can contribute 70 rupees, which is I think about $1, whether you're in the United States, just $1. And what our goal, the point of this lawsuit, it says this is the first lawsuit to expose how the government, government, I should change it to not only US citizens, but all citizens, speech on Twitter. For years, we were told Twitter acts on its own as a private company and you cannot question their decisions. Following the deplatforming of Dr. Shiva, which took place on February 1st, testimony and hearings in federal court elicited how government and Twitter have created an infrastructure for government to launder censorship of speech through Twitter. This website provides all the documents as they emerge in this historic lawsuit. The presiding federal judge declared this case is one of substantial constitutional consequences and a lawsuit that will likely become a quote, law school exam in constitutional law. Dr. Shiva is representing himself against big law and big tech. It is truly a David versus Goliath story. We hope the people versus we the people versus the elite who never liked the First Amendment kindly contribute whatever you can, $1. So that's what I want people to do because our lawsuit is part of the larger movement for truth, freedom, and health, which
which we've created, you know, the platform to do that at vashiva.com. So if people should go to vashiva.com, first of all, support this historic lawsuit to winbackfreedom.com, but recognize what you see unfolding in India is the exact same pattern, right? Ruling elites who do not like alternative narratives or criticism can have a backroom direct channel to Twitter. And that's what's actually going on in India. And it's in many ways is reflecting what we have discovered here in the United States, that political forces, establishment political forces, establishment political forces have can suppress speech through their Twitter partner support portal and have created an entire infrastructure for essentially uh, state um, state sponsored censorship. That's what's going on. It's the biggest violation. It's the biggest, most important uh, event of our time. So I expect, um, I encourage all of you and hope all of you will be part of this historic movement uh, to win back freedom because it is essential for everyone to recognize that without this fundamental ability to, to um, uh, speak freely, we actually have no speech at all because the foundations of at least the U.S. Constitution were based on the First Amendment and and the and the protection of um, uh, political speech, particularly. So, um, right now, what I want to sh uh, share with everyone where we are at with our lawsuit is when we ended the hearings on May twenty first, the judge was uh, recognized essentially state action is involved. Um, he wants to now move to discovery, but he's also recommended a lawyer for me, a constitutional lawyer. And that's where we're at. So I'll, um, my goal is I'll still be speaking, uh, but I'll have a couple of lawyers helping me navigate this because we want to make this an airtight um, case to expose that the government basically violates every citizen's speech all over the world through the use of this trusted Twitter partnership. So let me see if you have any questions. Um, and by the way, if you have friends in India, you have friends overseas, please share this because we are creating our movement, by the way, by the way, when you contribute to the movement, uh, to, to win back freedom, some people are giving 25 bucks, hundred bucks. When you do that, I've also created a whole course set, a course that that's part of our truth, freedom and health program that you can understand the science of systems. You can understand the, folk, the understanding of how we build a movement. We've also created our own platform of social media underground for you. Um, and then how do we get activated? So the, the Truth, Freedom, Health movement is a global movement. And the tip of that spear now is becoming our historic lawsuit. So that's what I wanted to share with everyone today. So whether the elites are in India or whether they're in the United States, whether they're in Boston or Bombay, wherever they are, the elites who, who want to, you know, uh, control the narrative, particularly the political narrative, political forces and government have a relationship, a direct relationship with big tech, and they've created an infrastructure for that. So this is a grossest violation of free speech globally. So wherever you are, support this lawsuit to win back freedom, winbackfreedom.com. Thank you, everyone. Have a uh, good morning and or good, good evening if you're in India. Be well.